Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And you've been hearing that intro for one year now. Happy podcastversary! <laughs> oh! <laughs> like three bits of string came out of that. <laughs> it's okay, I haven't shot Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good way to celebrate the anniversary. That would be more of a visual thing than a <laughs> Because it just sounded like a bang. They didn't get to see all the streamers fly up into the sky. As we said about four podcasts in, many people said we wouldn't make it this far. Yeah, all of my friends. (laughs) I was still here, a year later. Yeah. Mm, A year of podcasting with you. And um, what we've done is, I hope you've remembered, uh, (laughs) we had to get each other a gift to celebrate our one-year podcast-versary. I may indeed have remembered. We'll see. We'll, we'll do it at the end of the we'll podcast. We'll do it at the end. We'll in housekeeping. The end. Just we'll, like uh... waiting for Christmas. <laughs> like uh, the, the, the presents are under the, the tree, figuratively. And your parents make you eat breakfast first. We're forcing each other to do a podcast and then we'll get to the presents. <laughs> yes. Mm. And also, um, not just a present for us, but a present for one of our listeners winning the Game of Thrones competition. Uh, we'll be revealing the winner of that at the end of the podcast. Yeah, we love to give back, give mm. prizes to the, the listeners. Mm. It's the listeners that are the reason we've made it this far, Matt. Yes. So what we're going to be reviewing this week, because that's what we do, we review things. The Amazing Spider-Man! Yeah, they don't really say it like that in the movie or the trailers or anything. But that is the title. You got the title correct. I feel like with amazing in front of it, that's how it's asking. You need to be enthusiastic. The amazing Gonzo or the amazing (laughs) strongman. Like, that's how they say it when there's an amazing in front of a person. Yeah, if you were running a a carnival, Spider-Man would be a pretty good attraction, (laughs) I reckon. Yeah. Um, Just the real Spider-Man. Or just a guy in sneakers and a Spider-Man mask. Well, yeah. The real Spider-Man could probably do better than a carnival gig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he's not in a carnival. He's in a movie. Mm. I've seen it. I saw it too. Not together. For our one-year anniversary, we didn't <laughs> see the movie together. <laughs> I saw it with a friend and you saw it. With two friends. Oh. So you win. I win. You, yeah. win the, you win the Spider-Man social sweepstakes. <laughs> Back years and years ago, they uh, did the first lot of Spider-Man films. Um, did you see any of them? I saw all three Spider-Man films mm-hmm. with uh, Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. Yep. I quite liked the first one and the second one. That was that was okay too. Spider-Man 3 is one of the worst films I've ever seen. Well, Spider-Man 3 is terrible. The whole emo Spider-Man with his silly hair and whatever he's doing with his eyes... And him dancing in a bar. I just thought it was laughable. I I, I hated Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Like, I, I can laugh about it now, but at the time, I was really upset with how much I hated Spider-Man 3. Well, disappointing. A bit like, I guess, uh, if you're comparing, like, Batman and Robin to the original uh, <laughs> Tim Burton Batman. All I remember is, like, the first Spider-Man movie, that, that iconic scene with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst kissing... And, like, he was upside down. Oh, man. That was one best kiss at the MTV Film Awards. Yeah. That's a pretty good kiss. <laughs> See, I like Spider-Man as a hero, and I liked, kind of liked the Spider-Man movies until Spider-Man 3, so I was pretty eager to see what they would do with this one, mm. how they would go about rebooting the Spider-Man series. And it is a reboot. It goes back to the beginning. It's yeah. an origin story. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
It's being directed by Mark Webb. Okay, I want to talk about this guy. What's the story here? Like, his last name's Webb. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what the film studios are doing now? Just you've got a name that has something to do with the... Would Pixar have got you in to direct Ratatouille because your last name's Cook? <laughs> like, is this is this how movie choices work now? I'm not sure how intentional the choice was. I do know, I think that the critics will be looking forward to this with their, their pun titles for their yeah. reviews. Hmm. Um, All the tangled web web weaves. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, take that one, New York Times. <laughs> Oh, you're a fan of puns, Matt. I'm sure you could uh, <laughs> rattle off a few for the critics. Yeah. But it can't be a coincidence, right? That would be just too huge a coincidence. I don't think it's that crazy. Like, if he was called Mark Spider-Man <laughs> and then he got him to direct Spider-Man, he'd be like, well, what's, what's going on here? What are the chances? A guy just named Spider-Man having to direct the Spider-Man That would be the best person to direct the movie. <laughs> I don't know. It still seems a bit fishy to me. Yeah. Well, for those that don't know, he directed 500 Days of Summer, and... Also, he's directed other movies. Yeah, he's, oh, a, okay. he's a real person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and while certain things about that story irritated me a little, I liked how that was directed. I thought it was quite stylish, an interesting take on perhaps a story or a genre that we've seen a lot of before. So, while very different to an action movie, a big blockbuster like Spider-Man... I was interested and optimistic for uh, what he would bring to The Amazing Spider-Man. Okay, well, maybe let's get into talking a bit about The uh, Amazing Spider-Man. That also uh, is asking for a pun review, isn't it? The the not-so-amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man, not an amazing movie. Yeah, (laughs) They're really building, like, yeah. Like, I don't know, do you reckon, like, a better name for the film would have been, like, just spider (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, it is an Origins film, so maybe it could be Kid Gets Bit by a Spider and Stuff. Yeah. Mm. Be to the point. Yeah. And it wouldn't be raising your expectations to the level of amazing. What about Spider-Man Begins? <laughs> Worked for Batman. That was yeah, a pretty good film. Yeah, You know, the alliteration there, though. Hmm. I'm not sure whether it was the title or the fact that Christopher Nolan directed it that made it good. Mm. Probably the title. Yeah. <laughs> it probably uh, helped they didn't just choose a director based on their name. <laughs> like, was it like Christopher Cave? Let's get Christopher Cave and direct the Bat, the Batman, the new Batman movies. <laughs> Let's instead get the guy who did Memento. So, yeah, th- this is an origin story, and Peter Parker is the guy that uh, is pretty obvious at the beginning. He's going to become Spider Man by the end of the movie. Um, I called it. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> of all the people in the movie that I've seen so far, I reckon he's going to be the one yeah. that becomes Spider-Man. <laughs> and I called it pretty early too. <laughs> uh, but he's in high school. I think in the past, the Tobey Maguire, or whatever his name is, um, he was not in high school. So a bit of a younger Spider-Man. Yeah, I think he was already out and about in the world working mm-hmm. in a newspaper. I think he's a photographer for a mm-hmm. newspaper. Yeah. So we get Peter Parker's... Enthusiasm for photography in this film, but he's still, still at school. Little up and comer. Um, it's the guy who is in the social network. This is when he's in high school before he goes to college and has that legal <laughs> battle with Mark Zuckerberg. 
somewhat of a prequel to the social network. Yeah, little known fact about the <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. Gives up his uh, photography and crime fighting to uh, promote Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name's Andrew Garfield. Yes. He'll be directing uh, the next Garfield film. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be worse than the yeah. last Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I liked Andrew Garfield. I thought he was a pretty believable Peter Parker. He's kind of a little bit skinny, a little not the coolest guy in school, but he's not totally socially awkward and outcast. Mm. He's got his kind of his interests. He skateboards. He takes yeah. photographs. Mm. He's quite funny. He treats his his aunt and uncle well. They've got an interesting relationship. I think mm. he's a pretty likable guy that sort of uh, you relate to and you get into the uh, his yeah. story. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy. Like. In the, like, how cool he's considered at school, what would you rank him from, like, 1 to 10 on the cool scale? With 10 being the coolest? Yeah, with 10 being the coolest. 4? It's sort of interesting. People seem to know who he is. Like, he seems to have a bit of, like, people go, oh, hey, Peter Parker, you're the guy who takes photos. Do you want to come and take photos of my boyfriend's car and things <laughs> like that? Like, it seems like people don't completely hate him. But it also seems like he's got no friends. <laughs> Which I suppose is a good thing. You don't... It's not too one-dimensional. Yeah. It's not just the typical nerd kid or uh, one of the mm. popular kids. Yeah. It, I guess like most people who actually went to high school, you're kind of in the middle. Just... You can relate to him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's also like um, this bully called... Flash. Flash. Uh... This bully Flash. Uh, wh- what do you think about this guy? Was that a bit of a pot shot at another superhero yeah. series? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> I like the Flash as a superhero, but as a nickname, that's a stupid nickname for someone at high school. Who would call themselves Flash? Yeah. How are you supposed to take a bully seriously called Flash? Are you sure that's not his actual name? Because not ever <laughs> refers to as anything else. Yeah, this guy. Like, it just seems like they tried very hard to make this guy as douchey as possible. Yes, and the strange thing about that is he's not really that important to no. the story. I think he's just there more to reflect certain qualities that are in Peter Parker yes. and Gwen Stacy. Yes. Gwen Stacy, played by Emma Stone. Yes. Someone that we're a bit of a fan of yeah. on the podcast. Yes, love Emma Stone. Crazy Stupid Love and yes. Zombieland. She's the girl at high school. Yes. Not MJ Watson, Gwen Stacy. Yeah. And uh, the girl that uh, Peter's got his eye on and his camera on uh, (laughs) quite a bit. Now, Peter Parker has on his computer screen a photo of her from a debate photo that zoomed in on her face pretty much. And then he's got other sort of uh, like uh, photos of her stuck up onto the computer. And then she sort of finds out about this and doesn't seem to really mind at all. Like, I think if I had, like, photos of a girl on my computer and, like, stuck up on, like, my screen and I've been taking pictures of them and things, I feel like I'd be getting a restraining order or something like that. It's the classic excuse of the photographer. Oh, I was just doing some editing yeah. in the program yeah. on my computer. Mm. Just needed the printouts, the copies around the mm. place to compare. Look at that. Mm. Though if it was Andrew Garfield, I'm not sure I'd mind that much. Um, you think I'm not as good looking as Andrew Garfield? <laughs> but is that is that bad etiquette? Should you not have photos? Is it okay to have photos of girls that you like up in your room? 
No, not really. It's a bit weird. Yeah, I thought that was a bit weird. <laughs> I thought it was a little creepy. Um, anyway, with Facebook now, we are just like... And Andrew Garfield, if anyone should know this. <laughs> we, we are just a, a click away of seeing unlimited photos of pretty much anyone that we know. <laughs> so, you don't really need to stick up photos of girls all over your room. But she's a sweet girl, Emma Stone, in this. I think she's a great character. Yeah, something I liked about Emma Stone's character in the film was the first time we see her, she's reading a book. Oh, yes. And the book that she's reading is Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. Ah, yep. (laughs) I think I know where you're going with this one. Now, Kurt Vonnegut is my favourite author, by far. I think he's excellent. And I think Cat's Cradle might be my favourite book of his. Oh. Now, in Cat's Cradle... There's a story about a, a man who is uh, doing research about the, the guy that developed the the atom bomb that was dr- dropped on Hiroshima. And then there's also an exploration of this material that's called Ice-9, which mm-hmm. uh, in short basically has the capacity to end the world. Yeah. So I thought that was an, a nice little sort of uh, metaphor or foreshadowing yeah. about the battles that Spider-Man would encounter yeah. later in the film as mm. he tries to save the world from... Yeah something that uh, could end it. Mm. So I'm not always one for those little references, but it, when it references perhaps my favourite book of all time, I like to give it a little shout-out on a podcast. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> shout-out done. <laughs> Tick it off. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she, she's great. And what I liked about Emma Stone in this movie was she got a bit into it. Like, I think usually we see the girlfriend in these superhero movies a bit on the sidelines of the developments and a bit like damsel in distress, you know, uh, like Maggie Gyllenhaal in Batman gets kidnapped and you've got to go save her. But in this show, she gets a bit involved and helps out uh, Spider-Man in his sort of uh, stuff. She gets her hands a bit dirty. She's no Kim Bauer in 24 getting yeah. kidnapped two or three no. times a season. Yeah. I liked her contribution to the film in terms of story elements, plot mm. elements. Yeah. I think in terms of the dialogue, though, her character... It wasn't fully fleshed out, and I'm not sure whether that was because of time issues, because as is, it was already quite a long film, or whether that's because the writers of this film, obviously to be writing Spider-Man, you must be a fan of comic books, and I'm not sure how well fans of comic books really know female characters. Mm. They probably definitely don't know too many females in real life. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to watch superhero films, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. that. Or podcasting on them. Yeah. Yeah. We meet plenty of girls. Plenty <laughs> of girls. I think, I, I don't know, Emma Stone may have been MVP of the movie for me. Whoa. I think she was great. So moving on to a couple of the other characters in the film. Mm, a bit more of the supporting players. We have Dr. Kurt Connors. Ah, Kurt Connors, yes. Who is meddling with science, and whenever you meddle with science in superhero movies, it goes wrong. Yes. You end up creating a weird reptile bad guy. Yeah. His plan is to cure the world of all sort of, like, disease and sort of weakness and things like that. You know it's the movies are going to end with him curing the world of all weakness like, and oh, sickness. Cross-species genetics is going to take some qualities from a lizard and put into human beings, and that won't go wrong. Yeah. I quite liked his character as the scientist. I liked mm. his discussions with Peter Parker about science and Peter's father and that kind of thing. Mm. But when we got the character of the lizard, 
I wasn't sure that that was the best bad guy. In terms of superhero villains, I don't think it's one of my favourites. Yeah, and for a doctor slash scientist dude, a lot of his sort of just plan is just, I'm going to go smash a lot of things. <laughs> like, you've also got um, Dennis Leary as the head of police, and he's also Gwen's dad. Mm. Which uh, proves a little bit interesting dinner discussion. With... <laughs> now, the thing about Dennis Leary is, I've seen him do some stand-up, and he plays a bit of a asshole guy. He has a song, I'm yeah. an asshole. <laughs> but he also acts, he's in a television series called Rescue Me, I think. Yes, um, which he writes as well, that show, he, he created mm. that show. And I'd heard, I've not seen this show, but I'd heard it had... Some critical acclaim. And yeah, especially the first couple of seasons. Season people one, like two, and this three, show. yeah. And that led me to believe that Dennis Leary could act. But that's not true. Dennis Leary was terrible in this film. I really liked it. I did it. not like Dennis Leary. I really Leary liked Dennis Leary at all. Oh, I liked him in this. Everything he said, I always laughed at. I was just like, that's just silly. <laughs> but he's a funny guy. He's a comedian. Do you think it was a funny character? Was, was it, it supposed sort of to funny, be funny? Sort of like the straight sort of guy that's always getting annoyed at Spider-Man. I, he's a terrible character. The, the problem with this character is, no matter what happens, he blames Spider-Man. It's like, we've got to go after Spider-Man. And it's just not believable. There's no way that he would decide to blame Spider-Man for all the things that happen. Mm. And I think he delivered all the lines in just this, I think, unintentionally comic way. Yeah. It was just silly. He might as well have just been saying, oh, that meddling Spider-Man! <laughs> yeah, didn't like it. Okay. Now, there's another character in the film... Mm-hmm. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Not really one of the main characters, but I thought you might not like to touch on him. Touch on him was not... Sounded different uh, when it came out. Anyway, talk about him, just for a moment. The character's played by Martin Sheen. My favourite actor. Favourite actor. Yeah, so we uh, did a movie with him in. Um, yeah, that's, I thought um, I thought he was a good character. Like, he's meant to be a really nice guy, Uncle Ben, um, raising Peter Parker... I thought Martin Sheen, as expected, did a very good job in the role. Knocked it out. Yeah, I thought a, a really solid outing. Yeah, I too liked Martin Sheen. I think the scenes between him and Peter could have been kind of cheesy, trying to convey that sort of emotional mm. relationship between the between him and his uncle. And you could feel that time being spent away from the Spider-Man story was being yeah. wasted there. Mm. But I think the good performances from Andrew Garfield and Martin Sheen made those scenes worthwhile. Yeah, I think they were all right. They added to the film. So, yeah. Um, I actually got a chance to speak to Martin Sheen last year Whoa. Uh, for my work at goldderby.com. Um, and uh, we touched on Spider-Man a bit, so I'm going to play a little clip of uh, him talking about S- Spider-Man. I want to ask you, Martin Sheen, what's next? <laughs> I never know, honestly. I, 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 in fact, tomorrow, December uh, 9th, uh, I have to um, film a final scene in the upcoming movie uh, Spider-Man. Oh. Uh, I, you know, which I've been uh, doing a, a, a part in, mostly the early part of this year. And now we're filming uh, uh, Uncle Ben's Demise, you know. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it, it's been a very exciting uh, experience. So you've been saving that up for the last seven months, Matt. <laughs> Interviews in December, we now know. 
Yeah, there we go. Well, that's what we did last year. So there you go. There's Martin Sheen's uh, thoughts on uh, Spider-Man. You can listen to the full interview of that on goldderby.com. Very good. Yeah, so I, I guess one of the interesting things about this film was Peter Parker having to deal with being a superhero in high school. Something we saw before in the film Chronicle, uh, dealt with here. <laughs> How do you think Peter Parker deals with his super superpowers in high school? Well, it doesn't seem like he puts much effort into hiding his abilities. Not at all. Like, he's a skinny kid that's never been on any of the sports team or anything, and he's just dunking basketballs <laughs> from the three-point line, like, <laughs> smashing the backboard. There don't seem to be many repercussions for no. him, though. <laughs> Uh, luckily, Flash and all his friends and the cheerleaders aren't the brightest people in the world. <laughs> They're not putting all these things together. <laughs> now, I guess if someone in my high school was to all of a sudden be amazing at basketball and doing all these shenanigans and being much more strong, I wouldn't automatically jump to, oh man, they've been genetically mutated with the radioactive spider. <laughs> I wouldn't jump to that. But then when there becomes, like, on the news, this vigilante guy who's just out of nowhere sprung up and he's doing similar sorts of things in a suit, I think, oh, wait, maybe that guy I go to school with who started doing these sort of similar sorts of things to make me look like an idiot, maybe he's that guy. I might call Mr. Detective Dennis Leary (laughs) and fill him in on this. And we find out uh, later on in the film, towards the end, that um, the ladies love him, Spider-Man. Do they? (laughs) Would they in real life? Who doesn't dig Spider-Man? Like, they'd like him, but I don't think they'd be like, oh, man, that guy. Want to be with that guy? He shoots webs out of his arms. He has sticky hands. Because I know whenever I've had sticky hands, that seemed to more repel girls than... (laughs) 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 Oh, that play is so much worse. <laughs> there you go. Matt's, Matt's weekly tip with the ladies. Avoid those sticky hands. <laughs> oh, my. Now, there's also... So, a lot of this film takes place in the school, but a lot of it also takes place in the company, which is called... Oscorp. Oscorp Company. Um, and this is where Dr... Scientist lives. He lives. <laughs> he lives in the office. It's his house. Yeah, <laughs> we see his house in another scene. Don't we? <laughs> so he doesn't. Live. <laughs> this is where Doctor Scientist is working on all these radioactive experiments um, and things like that. And Peter Parker. This is where he meets him. He finds out about him. He learns about the company. Gets bitten by the spider. All sorts of things like that. Now, there's something I noticed about this company that I found a bit unusual. Uh, was there anything you noticed? Poor security. Yeah, that's what I was going to get off. A lot of teenagers <laughs> just walking into uh, highly dangerous and uh, sensitive areas. Yes. <laughs> Peter Parker, the first time he goes in there, walks in. The receptionist goes, oh, you must be here for the internship position. <laughs> he goes, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> They're just like, oh, well, just grab your name tag. It's just over there. And he spends like 10 seconds like, sort of, um, uh, oh, uh, she goes, oh, can't you find your name? He's like, uh, nah, it's definitely there. This guy. <laughs> She's like, oh, thanks, Rodrigo. <laughs> like, 
have a nice day. So then he goes on up. And then, like, two minutes later, we see some Hispanic guy getting dragged out of there going, I'm the real Rodrigo! (laughs) (laughs) And then once the tour starts, he just wanders off wherever he wants. At this company, just walk around wherever you want. Go into the top secret radioactive spider room. (laughs) Play around with the spiders. Leave. Unnoticed. (laughs) I like how Gwen, you're like, oh, yeah, she's an intern there. She has a card that can swipe it. Like, that card can get her everywhere. Yeah. Like, even though she works, it's like, she's still, like, a high school she's kid. A high school kid they've given a big card to. Yeah. And a lot of, like, time with the head scientist. <laughs> like, he's got a lot of time with the interns. If I was a head scientist guy, I'd have a lot of time for Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. Now, I guess of all big superhero movies, and we, we don't want to spoil too much here, uh, but there is always a big ending, showdown, they wrap things up, resolve things, maybe give a cliffhanger for the next movie. Uh, how do you find this, this movie, uh, um, if you excuse the pun, grabbed all the different threads and tied them together? <laughs> I think in terms of all the storylines and relationships that the film brings up, it does resolve them in a relatively satisfactory way. Mm. I think in terms of how it went about that, though, in terms of the action scenes, I thought they were just okay. I wasn't blown away by any awesome final showdown. It's not like I got out of scene and was like, we'll say to my friends, oh, man, you got to see the big fight scene or this mm. and that. You, eh, like, it was mm. just okay. You could see how they were setting things up for this to be a series. There probably will be two or three mm. Spider-Man films with this cast. Yeah. But fortunately, there was no annoying cliffhanger, really. No. The story is relatively self-contained, and I guess I was satisfied by that. Yeah, uh, I I thought it was a pretty, like, a a solid final showdown. It it kept my interest. I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad that it wasn't just Spider-Man. A few people came to help him out along the way, which was sort of uh, made a bit of fun. Yeah, I think after that, it maybe drags on a little bit. Like, it's a long movie... And I actually enjoyed pretty much all the aspects of the movie, so I didn't mind it being long. I was enjoying the ride. After the end, sort of the epilogue section of the movie, I feel like they have about four or five ways they wanted to end the movie, and they just sort of just put in all those endings. (laughs) Um, I think it would have been better if maybe there's a voicemail message scene if that voicemail message had maybe played over all the last scenes and then ended on that. Because it seemed like it ended with that, and then there was another scene. The sort of, oh, and that sort of, like, ended nicely. And then there was another scene. Like, oh, that sort of ended cool. And there was another scene. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that was my one problem with the ending. Time to crack open our uh, one of our favourite segments. What has the Amazing Spider-Man taught us? What has the Amazing Spider-Man taught you, Jonathan? The Amazing Spider-Man has taught me that lizards must have a very interesting body composition that makes them lighter than one would expect. Now, what I mean by this yeah, is that this. we see on a computer screen sort of a digital 3D image of the lizard, the villain. Yes. And it says next to it something like 90.71 kilograms. Mm-hmm. That dude is huge. Yeah. That guy's like seven, eight foot tall, just like beast mm-hmm. alley. He's wide, got huge muscles, these claws bigger than your head, this massive tail. That thing only weighs 90 kilos? Yeah. Man, ah, oh, 
Yeah, the lizards—they're made out of some some light stuff. We need to need to make cars and rockets out of lizard material, then we'll get some yeah. faster speeds on the uh, the racing track. Because uh, yeah, that that number was surprisingly low. <laughs> oh boy, you're paying attention. Um, <laughs> what I learnt, what I learnt from this movie was that uh, if a girl invites you around to dinner with her parents, wear a suit. <laughs> Peter Parker rocks up for dinner at Emma Stone's place with the parents. Um, and I think he's dressed reasonably okay. Jeans and a hoodie Got a or jeans, like a hoodie, nice. but not a, a nice hoodie. A jacket a with ni- a Yeah, jacket with a hood. Like, you know, I think a fairly... And his, like his good Nike sneakers. Like, I think he's looking okay. And the kind of thing I might think about wearing if I was going around to a girl's place for dinner. Maybe he's a little sweaty from having climbed up the building so he can <laughs> go in through her bedroom window. But she goes, uh, you've got a suit in that backpack, right? Because <laughs> um, you're not going to be wearing that to dinner, are you? It's a bit like, I didn't know you needed to suit up for a dinner at the parents' place. I was overdressed. But uh, no, apparently that's the call. When a girl asks you around for dinner, wear a suit. I'm not sure what would be a better option, jacket and jeans or a suit that you've put into a backpack. I feel like he's just going to take out the suit. Yeah, there's not going to be, like, crumpled and creased or anything. So I think is it time to move on to our screen verdict rating? Let's give it a verdict. Yeah, let's verdict this. I was pretty excited for The Amazing Spider-Man. I liked the trailer. I liked the fact that Mark Webb was directing it. I liked Andrew Garfield. In the social network, so mm. I thought he could be a good Spider-Man. Social network MVP. Mm. I really enjoyed the first half of this film. I think they got the high school parts down well. Him becoming Spider-Man, sort of the comedic moments. Mm. I think that the relationships, I think they were all done well. Mm. And I think that's something that's down to the director. I think he mm. understands people. What I don't think was done as well was the superhero nature of Spider-Man. The action scenes weren't that exciting. They weren't that big or unique or original compared to other superhero films that we've seen. And a lot of sort of the the turning points, the speeches, the speaking to the dying man, it was all stuff we'd seen before. And I think it got a little bit corny and I got Mm -hmm. a bit frustrated and disappointed towards the end. Mm Mm-hmm. But because I like Peter Parker, I was still involved in the story. I still wanted to see where it was going to go and was relatively entertained to the end. I quite enjoyed it, but I was a little disappointed. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. I I actually really enjoyed this film. Like, I'm a huge Batman fan, but when it comes to other superheroes, I don't really have much invested in what I'm expecting from them. (laughs) Batman or nothing. Yeah. (laughs) Batman elitist. Yeah. So uh, it was interesting to uh, watch one of the lesser superheroes uh, <laughs> on the big screen. But no, I really enjoyed this film uh, for what it was. Great characters. I liked how the, you had the slow development of the origin story. And yeah, I think all that later stuff like the battle, the speaking of the guy dying and stuff like that, that was all stuff we'd seen before. But because I was more invested in the characters, because they had spent that time building them up, I enjoyed those scenes more than I otherwise would have. Uh, so I actually found it really entertaining. I think it's a really high standard superhero movie. Um, I think the real standout of this film is the cast. I think this is actually such a strong cast for for this movie. Like you've got 
Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, <laughs> uh, Martin Sheen, Sally Field, Dennis Leary. Just some... Oh! Don't know who that is. Should we uh, whack it on the uh, loudspeaker? Yep. Hello, you're live on the Screen Verdict podcast. There <laughs> you go. Maybe that's a good way to get rid of telemarketers. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like are you interested in such a yeah. Hello, you're live on the Screen Verdict podcast. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. Just such a good cast. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Mm. Pretty solid combined score there. Yeah. So that's our screen verdict for The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Now we got that rubbish podcast out of the way, we can get to what we really want to do. Yes. Open some presents. Yes. The housekeeping segment. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Here's oh. your present, Jonathan. Where's Matt, mine? Matt, well... I'll open mine first. Oh, should I hold yours while you're opening mine? I don't know. Yours looks perhaps bigger than mine. Well, that's okay. Like, you know what they say about... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, give me yours too. Oh, it's not that... Oh, it's pretty similar size. <laughs> it's a pretty... Okay, so you open mine first. I'll open it first. Yeah. Make some loud unwrapping sounds. Whoa. Whoa, I think there's multiple things here. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we have two things here. One of them far superior to the other. <laughs> um, we have a framed picture of Ryan Gosling in Drive uh, with a little, little car blue tack to the front <laughs> of it. Uh, wow, that's amazing. And then we have a little hardcover book. I write something in the cover. Uh, Toy Story favorite stories. <laughs> Which is very cool. Well, there you go. I'm very, I'm very pleased with that. I feel like I may have been outdone. But it's Matt's turn now. Okay. To open his presents. I'm pretty good at giving gifts, so don't worry if it's not as good as mine. It's a, it's, a, it's our very first podcast is on Cars 2, and you've got to be a Cars 2 Mater toy. Everyone's favourite character from Cars 2. It's Race Team Mater. Oh, my. Because oh, I know I actually loved Mater in that movie. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Oh, that's great. Oh, so that's great, because whenever I look at this, I'll remember about the first time we ever did a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, I think we did a good job. Um, there we go. Happy anniversary, Screen Verdict. Mm, yeah. And now it's time to wish a happy... Oh, yes, I'm so blown away by my <laughs> gift. Yes, we have a competition. In our Game of Thrones podcast, we said, come up with a tagline for season three of Game of Thrones. Season one, winter is coming. Season yep. two, war is coming. Yes. We said, post your tagline for season three mm-hmm. on our Facebook wall, and the best one would win 
copy the, of a Game of Thrones book. Yes. So, so a good prize. Okay. We'll, we'll give a few honourable mentions first. We have Brendan Taylor. His tagline is, The dragons are, in brackets, eventually coming. So, yeah, I'm pretty keen for some dragons. It does seem like they're growing up rather slowly. Could yeah. be a while. But eventually, there might be some uh, dragons mm. coming to King's Landing. Yeah. Oh, they, they're coming all right. <laughs> Max Gran says, Winter is coming. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, that was the tagline of season one. He thinks perhaps they should bring it back for season three. Yep. Season one, pretty good season. Could yep. have been down to the tagline. Yeah, I feel like it's unlikely that the uh, Game of Thrones marketing team will <laughs> reuse the season one tagline. Yeah. <laughs> but now the uh, winning entry, the one that HBO probably will be using when they hear this podcast, um, <laughs> and hear how good it is. The winner is Sean James. Sean James with the tagline, Lord Varius, the eunuch, is not coming. (laughs) I like it. Pretty clever. Yeah, I think that's clever. It's funny. Probably true as well. Probably. (laughs) Yeah, accurate. Apt. We like that quite a lot. And we like it enough. We're going to be sending you, Sean James, a Game of Thrones book. That's very good. Yeah, there you go. So there we go. Sean James is happy. You're happy. I am happy. Hopefully the rest of the listeners are happy. Mm. Uh, a year of screen verdicts. Yes. And today's review of The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm. So stay tuned, guys. We've got a couple of big podcasts coming up soon. I think a Breaking Bad podcast on the new previewing the new season of Breaking Bad. And if you like superheroes, I know Matt does Batman. Oh! Dark Knight Rises. Mm. It'll be coming very soon. So we look forward to that, guys, and we'll see you next week.